Welcome to Starfleet Universe On Call. I am Paul Franz, owner of Franz Games. I run SFB Online, FedCom Online, and Starfleet Warlord. Just a minor, don't to talk cast every Thursday night starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can either call on phone to dial um, 605-562-0444. Just follow the directions. The call ID is 17702. Or you can participate on the web. Just go to the TalkShoe website at www.talkshoe.com. Search for call ID 17702 or SFU on call or Starfleet Universe on call. Or to find the best online experience, you want to go to twitch.tv. Yes, twitch.tv slash SFU on call and you'll find us there. That's where we broadcast this wonderful podcast live on starting around 9.35 on Thursday nights. That's Eastern Time, just to let you know. <laughs> I forgot to say that. Now, if you need to contact me for any reason, my email address is sfuoncall at gmail.com. It's s-f-u-o-n-c-a-l-l at gmail.com. Also, want to follow my Twitter, my or X, or whatever they're calling it this week. <clears throat> you can follow me on S S F U on Call or Franz Games, F-R-N-Z-G-A-M-E-S, and that's no T in that. Or Paul Franz, P-A-U-L-F-R-A-N-Z. Again, no T in that. And of course, the lovely talk cast gets to the podcast available on iTunes and various other feeds around the net, including YouTube. Some quick news from ADB this week. Steve Petrick was still working on the Orion Mastership book. Um, Steve Cole has been out with something. Um, he doesn't know what it is. I think it's RSV at the moment. I don't think it's COVID, but I think it's RSV. So, you know, he's having problems coughing up a lung, basically. Um, so things have slowed down there just a bit. And this week on found in the on the online store is Battle Force card deck. These are replacement card decks in case you've you you've played Battle Force Starfleet Battle Force so often that the cards are um bad. <laughs> they need to be replaced. So you can, instead of buying the, all the rules, the whole kit all over again, you can buy just the cards. And to just want the, the card decks, it'll cost you $15. And as, again, as I said, this is a replacement for the Starfleet Battle Force card decks. Then, so you're not you're missing on the little little um, shits and things like that, and the rule book and the rules that are with Starfleet Battle Force and and all that kind of thing. So that's so you want to you can actually get a replacement card deck from them. Moving onward and forward when it comes to the um SFB online tournaments, the Sapphire Star 16 tournament has not yet started. There has been no announcement yet. I've not heard anything about that. I'm assuming we'll probably start that beginning of next year. So Keep an eye out, keep an ear out for that. What comes to the um, online client stuff, nothing happened this week so far. I've been busy with other things, including taking my taking my son back to his place of residence and taking my my daughter to the airport. And favor, at least um, between those two, I've taken naps. In the meantime, getting caught up on, on sleep and all that kind of thing. But I plan on doing some work on the online client. Should be this weekend. Um, this today actually I've been working on SF you don't call the website. I'm I'm redoing it because it's about time to do it. I want to change it around from using Rapid Weaver to using um, uh, a static site and generator. And hopefully I can get it so it works just as well as the current one when it comes to um, the podcast feed, and uh, I'm hoping not to interrupt the podcast feed if you use the one that's on the sfuoncall.com website itself. When it comes to the libraries, I'm sorry, um, I apologize. I I do have time. I just have keep forgetting to do it, which is updating the library because I know Frank has sent me uh, some I've done there, and I, I need to get back to that. And FedCom had not done anything there. I actually have to double check to make sure there's nothing that is needed. Um, I know we got 
the um, gunboats for them. I'm not sure if where I last time I last time I left it was I needed to make sure that with Steve Cole that it's okay to post them. I think it should be good by this point, but I'm still going to make sure sure before I actually add them to the library. So with that, that is news for this week. And it's me, it's the only Paul Franz welcoming you to Starfleet Universe on call. And tonight, well, it's just me and Doug. Say hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Hello. Yeah, we don't have anyone else here tonight. It's just me and Doug. Um, Derek's not here, which is fine. And Jeff's here, and I'm just hoping he's safe, given the, the winter advisories for this past week when it comes to the Midwest, which is around where he's located and driving around that truck of his. So hopefully, Jeff, stay safe. Um, don't mind me. For those of you in the viewing audience, I just need to do what I normally do at the beginning of each of these. Whoops, and I better do that, but I'm going to, there it is. <laughs> Got to turn off the sound. I have my, as, I, as many of you know, I have an iPad right over that direction. Uh, just to monitor the thing and to make sure I don't send out something which is bad, you know. And obviously, over there's also the chat room. So if you are on Twitch, you actually, I will actually see your wonderful chats if you go to twitch.tv slash call, and we can talk that way. You can write in the chat room and I can just say hi. Brown 34, Jets 14. Wow. Browns are killing them. Actually, that's one thing I really should look up because my understanding is the Ravens have actually been doing really well um, this season to, to the point where they should make it to the um, uh, Super Bowl. Took me a moment there. It's been a while since I watched football. Give me a break. You know? I did. And check here because I'm pretty sure Dave also. Okay, cool. Just double checking. Thank you, Dave, for, for the challenge check earlier this evening. But anyway, um, topic for this evening. You got me on that one. Um, <laughs> I, I've been busy with other things. The one thing I actually have been busy with this week, and if you listen to the news portion of this podcast, You'll probably already hear me mention it, but I'll mention it again for those on the live stream. And that is I've been working on the SFU On Call website, redoing it, um, changing it over to the current tool I'm using to a, a new tool. It's a, a static site generator. Um, I, think I've, I think I've got it worked out. I have not worked out all of the details, but I think I, I, think I've, I finally... God, the look's going to be a little different. I'm hoping to grab things a little bit. Uh, maybe um, at the moment, this, if you ever looked at the sfuoncall.com um, website, it's actually very, very, very basic. The only thing of interest, actually, is the header. Um, that's a good, good thing I should do. Just give me a sec here. And do I have it here? No, that's that's the wrong one. Kill that. Uh, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Okay, let's 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 just bring it up, and then I will switch it over. Okay. And I actually had a reason to do this. I'm surprised, but I did have a reason to do this. Which is um, which is today? I the screen. This is what it looks like. The only you know the the only thing of interest, you know, because as I said, it's very small. Menu wise, you have two things: you have the the about page, and then you have all the podcasts, and that is it. This is the about page, and then you have the podcast page, which comes up something like this. 
you know, has a brief little description of each of the episodes. Um, and you actually can go down to the RSS feed here, and this is the podcast feed. So if you if you copy this this feed, you know, go like here and go copy the link, and then you go to like iTunes or whatever your your podcast um, catcher of choice is, you can actually then plug that in. Now the gotcha is going to be is when I change this because oh, right now I have the website looks something like this. It's simple. I kind of like it because it actually is simple. Um, you know, simple blue, blue to green gradient here with, with the title um, and has the, it's going to have the podcast listed here. Yeah, and of course it has the about page here, and, and actually I copied. This. I put this also on the about page, which is a, a copy of it. You know, in theory, what I can do is I can get rid of this, this stuff here, and have so it goes on just on the about page. I might do that, but you know, I like it. It's something simple. It's clean, you know, and that's why I'm I'm thinking about going to this kind of approach versus. This one, and as I said, it the current website for SFU on call is very basic. You've got the, the two pages, and that's it. The only thing of interest is this um, header, which I have. That's the only thing that makes it special in any way, shape, or form. And as it is, I got this off of Shutterstock.com. You know, I, I, I. I got a license for it and, you know, I purchased it and I'm using it on my website. And when I do this, it will be able to get rid of this made made in Rapid Weaver. Because currently I'm using Rapid Weaver in demo mode because Rapid Weaver wants like $100 for a subscription, a yearly subscription. And it's like, um, no, I, I use it for creating this website. And that's about it. You know, so there's no reason for me to actually um, spend it. Because if, if I was actually a heavy-duty Rapid Weaver person who used it heavily for the website and kept it up to date and used some of their plugins and some of the... Because there are some really nice things that Rapid Weaver allows you to do. But, no. So, I'm going to stick to a stack generator here. So... That would be interesting. Um, actually, one thing I do plan on working on this this week, I'm hoping, um, is to work on see if I can get it all set up so that I can um, have a flat pack, a Linux flat pack installer for the SFU on you know S yeah, online client because of as you people, as I'm um, Gary mentioned last week, if you were listening, um, he mentioned that basically the um, Steam Deck, Steam Deck is Linux, and mm -hmm. it prefers things to be installed using Flatpak. Now, the only, only question I have, because here's always the issue with. SFU on call. Oh, sorry, that um, the SFU online client and FedCom online client. The big issue is it uses Star Trek IP, and I'm not sure if, if they're willing to believe me in saying I have the right to distribute this IP because actually this is Starfleet Universe IP. Not specific to Star Trek, though. Obviously, it's part of the original Star Trek. You know, uh, Star Trek Telos. You know, the original series. So, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get it into the App Store or not. I'd like to have it in the App Store, but I'm not sure if they're going to be um, buggers about that because I know Apple is. I'm. I'm. Well, I bet you Google is too. 
Um, I'm not sure about other app stores if they're a little more lenient about those things. They might be concerned about Paramount coming down their throats and going, no, you can't. I'm not sure. To be honest, I'm not sure. My, if if they if they allow me in, I'm I'm I feel pretty confident in saying that they won't get in trouble from by Paramount because this is it's just another way of advertising for for my same website. I'm not, it's nothing new. Nothing. It's not like they don't know about me. You know, <laughs> trust me. I know they know about me. Now. Obviously, they haven't bugged me for 10 years. So it's possible a new set of eyes might go, Hey, you got stuff? No, no, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Um, talk to talk to Amarillo, and they'll, they'll, they'll tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Well, oh, previously, I think it would was... like a little feedback on the slide. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I, just looking at it, I, I would say if you're concerned about that, the very first page that you had there, or the one you just closed on the uh, thing, it, I would say just a little rewording on that, you know, something like uh, your podcast is about Amarillo Design Bureau's licensed Starfleet Universe products. And that way, you take out the keyword Star Trek. Just, a, just a thought. I mean, and maybe a different font, or, or a font that has like a, an outline on it, to basically make it stand out more from the background. Uh, uh, that was just a, a couple thoughts there. Something a little more colorful for a background picture. But uh, if that's if that's licensed from Shutterstock, I'm could probably find another sci-fi based cityscape that's a little more like Star Trekish than that, because that looks more like uh, kind of Eve University kind of with the different the shifts that are shown on it, as opposed to like something that might be from the Star Trek universe. Or we could ask ADV about maybe licensing a piece of you know a chunk of their art to throw up there too that that's just a thought because then you could have if you had say off of like the original box set that they own their rights to or a montage like one of each of the original box sets like the like three or four products the original cover art as like a four poster thing that would take up your entire page and then you still have the large space for SFU on call episode listings and so forth. That was just a little bit of a couple things I thought of looking at it from a design perspective, especially if you want to bring it into like a more modernist setting and grab people's attention with it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. There's that. My inner artist feelings once in a while. Did you mute yourself? I did. Because I was drinking water. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want people to, to hear me chugging my water. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I muted myself. Oh. <laughs> It's like I'm on a Zoom call all over again. Um, I have enough Zoom calls. So yeah, um, just a couple of thoughts on the design for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoops. Thank you for what you love. Yeah, I misspelled tournaments here. I just realized that. Um, but yeah, that's that's one thing I've I, I've not done. I know. Oh, what's that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the one thing I. I have not done is actually query um, um, ADV about some more some more graphics because I know obviously when it comes to anything that that I do for the most part he wants me to use their graphics but you know I want I wanted to pick up something quickly and I had 
had the licenses available, you know, so I picked up, I picked up this one, but you know, to me, it's, it's science fiction enough. Yeah. I agree that if you look at the actual spaceship themselves, these are not Star Trek like spaceships. Now, when it comes to Shutterstock, my concern okay. would be is if they actually had anything that was Star Trek like that people could get away with without being having Paramount coming down on Shutterstock and go, you got to remove these images. Well, see, that's why I was saying go right to the source of ADB. Right. You know, they, they own the art to their box sets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get much simpler than that. And if they let you use something like that for a background, there you go. Mm-hmm. And maybe make a link with the uh, ADP Star Trek product part, like, back to them. Mm-hmm. It is essentially like advertising for them, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I... I don't I, see why they wouldn't have a... would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I I just have to um, ask them about that. You know, to see what kind of graphics I can I can get, and what would be appropriate. Because the the, the biggest thing, obviously, is I I, I would want is um, still I still would like to have it the header, like the way it is across the top there. Um, I I I like that that format now. As you point out, I could have it so that it's more of the image is over over here on the like. Let's bring this up. Image is more like over here on the side of it, and then this stuff is like pushed over to the right. You know, so that um, you can still still see the episodes, but with your header on the other page. The issue with your header on the other page is that it gets lost in the image. It blends. You mean the, the you mean the text? Yeah, the text. Okay. And what I was saying is you could do something to make that stand out more. Mm-hmm. And that could be just something as simple as an outline on the text itself. So, just a thought. Hmm, understood. I thought to look to see what kind of. So like where. So like, like the first few words are kind of okay because they don't blend into anything, but then when you hit the bridge and the shadows, some of your text kind of mm-hmm. gets a little bit like obfuscated. Yeah. And just a little white outline across the board might do something like that, or a gold outline or something would make it stand out where the letters don't get kind of disappear into the background. So. Mm-hmm. Especially on the small text where you have the ADB Star Trek products. Yeah. Like I said, I would change to something like ADB Starfleet Universe products with a hypertext link back. Yeah, that, that's one thing. Uh, um, some, well, what you're talking about is the text here would actually have to be embedded in the image because of normal, because right now the, all this is is a font. So I, I, I again, that's one thing I, mm-hmm. I have is I bought like last year which is this CSS um, the definitive guide which probably at this point is out of date but whatever um, the idea was I was going to yeah to learn about CSS oh hey I had a I had a question for you yes it's something that's been driving me nuts I had do you by chance have like the uh, a book you don't need anymore on Linux? Like I had the the freaking the dummies guide, but it was the uh, all in one, mm-hmm. where it was like five or six volumes, one big thick volume. But I haven't seen it since we moved, and I've mm. been looking for that sucker. Nothing that I. But, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, oh, it's up on a whole other topic. Um, and actually, that's one thing I'm, I'm looking, I'm working on right now is of my um, my daughter's, my youngest daughter's laptop, which gave gave to my middle child, which is my older daughter. Um, 
laptop where mm-hmm. um, actually I had to bring it home because of the battery was swelling. And fortunately, the this laptop, wow. this, this Apple laptop is old enough that it's relatively simple to replace the battery. It's, it's not so old that you can replace the battery without taking, you know, opening up the, the, um, the case, but it is, mm-hmm. um, old enough that you could, with, with unscrewing one screw, disconnecting it from the motherboard, you can just pull it right out. Um, but yeah, the, my middle child told me that, you know, it was, it was basically expanding. It's like, that's not good. Don't charge it. Just bring it home. And I, I bought a new laptop this past year, like uh, two or three months ago. And I, I gave her my old laptop, which was like maybe a year or two old, probably two years old at this point. And I said, okay, I wiped it. I moved all the information from your old laptop to to my to my old laptop, which is now your new laptop, and you can take it home with you when you go back to Denver. So now she has an actual laptop that actually works. So, so right now I'm 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 I already ordered the replacement battery from iFixit, um, and a charge. I, I I bought a new charger um, for it, and I've got Linux installed on. I got Linux Mint installed on right now. I just have to. I'm waiting for the battery for it because um, I wanted to, I wanted to play around with this. I got, I got Eve up and running on it. Um, I follow the directions oh, nice. to, to get Proton. You know, running. I'm using Proton Eight on it. The the default is the Proton Experimental. I went ah uh, no. So and I went with Mint because I know. You think Mint, I could just get rid of that? What's that? You think I should just get rid of that on mine? Get rid. Let me get rid of that. But you haven't seen. You haven't seen the, the proton. Mm-hmm. And replaced it. That that's that's my thing. I have proton experimental, but when I pull up uh, the program and I look at it, it doesn't say that it's like associated with the other, with running. Um. Uh, there's that. But then again, that's why I wanted to find a book on Linux to read up on it so I could see what to fix <laughs> and how to fix it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just not kind of getting it from like searching on the internet right now. I understand, what, I'm, I'm what, a lot better when I have like a, a reference book. Understood. Understood. Of course, the whole, whole part about reference books these days is that maybe it'll turn up. There, yeah. Reference books usually are out of date in like a, a year's time. You know, that's five that's, minutes. That's always the difficult part about them. Yeah, it's worse. It would get it would give Nader a heart attack. Ralph Nader. <laughs> Actually, one thing I gotta look up. Which is when it comes to Steam Deck, I forget what is the processor on the sucker. I give me tech specs. Because I thought it was like non-Intel. Uh, no, it's a, no, it's an A. It is actually an AMD. Well, actually, that doesn't mean it's. It says AMD APM. Is it? Is ah. Uh, is that Intel instruction set? CPU is it? Oh, the Zen two. I have to look at that more. Um, because the reason why I'm concerned about it is just because of when it comes to the flat pack for if I want to get it so that it's available on the, the the online client is available on the Steam Deck. The question then is, what um, is you know what is the CPU? Is it Intel based? Is it ARM based? Is it MIPS based? You know what is it? I'm assuming 
that's in Intel instruction set, which is, you know, you know Intel slash AMD. X86 instruction set. That's, that's my assumption. Because that's, I'll have the, the biggest um, available um, games without having to do worry about anything when it comes to like what, like Apple does with like Rosetta 2, where they actually convert it from Intel to um, Apple Silicon um, on the on the fly, they, they do a conversion. So I'm not sure that the Steam Deck would, would, would be doing that. So I'm willing to bet it's um, x86. So. But I think it's on 90% of my problem in the one thing where it said specs and it needs at least 16 gigs. Memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Understood. I guess that's the biggest deal right there. Yeah. yeah, you know that that that's what the laptop has. It, it sort of works on the okay. sort of works on the eight gigabyte machine, but it's like super slow and it locks up when you get into the game. Mm -hmm. But it will load the game. It just won't play it. Mm -hmm. Kind of sucks. Yeah, I haven't actually tried to play it because of it was annoying. It didn't let me. I don't think I don't think it recognized my character. Actually, no, I'm pretty sure it didn't recognize my characters. Probably because ah, well here here you go. When you go in, when when you go in, uh -huh. um, here's what you need to do. When you when you load, launch Eve from Steam, mm -hmm. you just add a client, mm -hmm. and you use your account name to add the client first. Oh, okay. Don't go in through the Steam thing. Through, through yeah. the Steam launcher. The, the Steam thing, I think, is different. Yeah. When you launch it from Steam, immediately close Steam. Eve will launch and is run by and monitored by Steam in the background. And you'll see on the bottom right of the, the Eve launcher when that comes up, You'll see like, uh, oh, you can connect with your buddies, your pals, your friends, whatever. You'll see some stuff from Steam on the bottom right. And then there will be a generic login thing. That's for the Steam account. So if you go in through there, you're going in as basically like an anonymous player. Right. I think I didn't bother with it. I just went and added the client to it because I've run multiple clients on that launcher since like basically I started playing the game. So you just, you go add client, you add your, your account there. Okay. And then you launch it from your account and you'll be able to play the game. If you've got the memory for it and, and a good setup. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to do that. But I mean, it's like, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. And when I took that drive out and plugged it into the 16 gig box, it worked. It got all the way into loading the game where I could see a ship. I had to lower all my graphics settings to like the lowest and everything, but I got it to work. And then it just kind of like says, screw you and dies. And I, when I say 16 gig machine, I mean eight, eight gigabyte machine. In my head, it's already 16 because that's what I want to do. I want to <laughs> That, that's what all, that was pretty much all I wanted for Christmas that did not come you know one of those things mm -hmm. honey here's the website honey it's only $14 a stick and free shipping with 7 to 10 days delivery yeah, yeah. Christmas and hopefully it actually works oh yeah that's, that's the thing. well it was memory stock they got a bunch of good reviews Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I would take my chance for under sixty bucks on it. Oh, understood, understood. Yeah, max it out. What is it, cat? The zinni's right next, to, right by my feet. For those of you interested, um, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I, I um, cause actually that, that'd be kind of good. <laughs> I was. I listened to this one um, YouTuber 
who she was, just, you know, okay, don't, don't jump. Uh -huh. She was mentioning how uh, the whole, mentioning the whole kerfuffle um, when it comes to the Linux community, which is how to distribute apps. There's multiple ways. And um, there's the flat pack. There is Snap. Um, of course, um, there's different package managers, which are actually depending upon which distribution you're using, whether it's um, uh, Deb or RPM or that's you know, the only two major ones. Um, which actually installs it on, you know, in your operating system itself. The whole idea of a flat pack is that all the dependencies are part of the quote unquote image of the flat pack. And so it'll use what? So, well, you know, won't have to worry about, you, you won't have to worry about collisions between two different applications that have two different um, dependencies on two different versions of a library, you know, which has always been an issue, even in Windows, where it's called DLL hell, you know, where you have one application <laughs> that updates a version of a, of a DLL to an updated version while well, that breaks another application that's on the same computer. Because <laughs> it needs the older version of that same DLL. <laughs> you know, this is the fun stuff that I had had to deal with way back in the day when I had to develop for Windows. And I still remember the day, the one thing that always catches always got got me in, in my mind is at one point Microsoft did something just so inane so like, why is they actually changed the way an API worked between two different um, what do they call levels not release levels it was like service pack Service pack levels. That's it. From one service pack to another service pack, they changed the actual how the API worked, which was annoying, to say the very least. You know. But anyway, um, yeah. So you know, when it comes to the, the website, you know, I, I want to uh, update it, and I'll take your, your um, suggestions in, into mind, Doug, and hopefully we can get. Something nice at the at the very least, I could start with something basic, you know, go something based like this because, as I said, um, this one you know has this little thing wrapped made in Rapid Weaver because that's why I, I use actually I use a product called Rapid Weaver. Um, uh, da -da -da. See, classic piece of demo. I usually bring up the website. Here's a question because I have no, I have no clue. Is that now? Is that a, uh, is that a proprietary thing for a particular um, web host? No, it's a proprietary software for any host. Because um, all this does is this generates the website, and then, and then right. copies the files up onto the web host. And I just I have a okay. a v you know a, a virtual machine running um, my website. So you're not like trapped in something. Nope. The only thing I'm trapped okay. in to right now is using this product at the moment because it has all of my episodes. Well, all of the 400, 411, 411 to seven forty are all on the website. At the moment, and I've mentally entered every single one of these suckers over time, and so I need to convert that to. It's like here's a flashback. No, I, I have Microsoft Developer Studio from like the uh, Visual J plus plus one point one version way back in the day. Wow, and I use that to like basically. Just prep all the HTML stuff originally on the uh, sites, and that was, and upload them, and that was 
way back when I used to change the site for um, for every gamers convention. And I would, I would, and I kept them year by year. But you know, one year I just said screw it and just said, okay, this is this year's convention, and just changed it in the uh, in the software provided by the web host. So, I think I might have that on my laptop. We're at Gamers, and you haven't gotten around to it by then. I could whip up something with some CSS background issues on it for you. Hmm? Oh my goodness. Okay. At one point, actually, let's have a, a Slack server for us. If you don't call, I, I abandon it. I really should make sure that that thing's deleted. They probably deleted by now, but you never know. Just like I have um, a couple of weeks ago, I actually sat down and I'm sure you've heard about it which is that Google is deleting all, you know, uh, going through all their old Gmail accounts, which have been abandoned. So they're starting to clean that up. Now, I'm, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm surprised I have not heard any squawks from the security community because I remember, oh, man, it's been so many years now. But... Many, many years ago, Yahoo was doing the same thing where they were they were basically decommissioning these old email accounts and then going to be allowing their reuse later on. Now okay. I don't think I don't think Google's mentioned anything about actually re having it so that those accounts can be reused yet. But I'm assuming at some point in the future, whether it's, you know, you know, might be in a couple of years or something like that, they're going to allow the reuse of that same name. Yes, Kitty. Hey, hello. Hello. Mwah. Goodbye. Oh. Sorry, I went that one. I don't know. Went down that rabbit hole. Um, so, but then again, I don't trust. I don't trust those large companies that much. And they're doing it for a reason. And it's oh, I understood. That's one thing I always. I have to, in the best interest of the users. Yeah, I have to keep an eye out on which is Google. Because of, I actually tried to send a Gmail account, an email from one of my domains, and it screamed about that I didn't have an SPF record. Well, I come to find out that yes, I forgot to set up that that domain with an SPF record. And but Gmail, you know, now is is really really particular about. Anything that you send from non, you know, basically from any email account, if it's not doesn't have um, an SPF record in the domain, for for and and it's a valid domain, valid SPF record, saying okay that the email came from this server and that server is allowed to send mail for that domain. It'll 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 bounce it. So. That's one of the things that um, wow. Google's doing, and I, even more, even more persnickety. Yep, and of course, for people like me, yeah. you know, um, who use like Mailchimp, haven't used Constant Contact yet. Um, uh, what's the other one? I was gonna say Tiny Letter, but Tiny Letter's going out of business. Or some other ones. Um, but anyway, where you actually have mailing lists, where you actually, you know, you're not uh, not a spammer, but you're actually sending them, sending people emails that tell them, okay, this is what's happening. You know, and... You're, whitelist, you're whitelisting yourself. Yeah, well, they're, they're getting blocked. Yeah. 
uh, there might be getting bounced because I had that same issue for um, my archery club where some some guy said, I'm not getting your emails. And I'm going, I'm pretty sure I got everything set up for, the, for that account. So I'm not sure why it's not, he's not receiving my emails. So I have to double check to see why. I have to, I have to test out sending it from that email address and hopefully that, um, because I'm sending it to, I think it might be a Gmail address. And it might be that it's it's bouncing and I just don't see it because of I'm sending the mailing from MailChimp and in theory it should be working fine because I know I did the whole stinking setup um, for, you know, oh, what was it? Last year, I think it was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last year where actually I set it all up so that, you know, you know has I actually registered a new, new domain. I added the SPF record and all so that for my archery club, we actually can send it and it should not bounce or it should not be marked as spam. Of course, in some cases, oh, it's, it's, it's always a gotcha because the problem is so many people, at least this, this is the way I feel like it feels happening when it comes to sending out mailing lists. I feel like instead of clicking on the unsubscribe link, they're just marking, they're automatically marking a spam instead of being careful about it. Because I know that invariably, you know, people get spam and you don't want, and you're, you're, and people get told, oh, don't click on the unsubscribe link because it just tells them that's a good email address that you'll get more spam. Well, that is true. If it actually is spam, if it's for a legitimate Email, which are things like, oh, if you get something from actual Walmart.com or on Amazon.com, I mean, you know, legitimate ones that are, you can tell that they're legitimate. Um, or some other companies, they want you to do unsubscribe. You know, they don't want to be marked. They won't be considered spam. They want to get to, to the people they want to get it to. You know, so it's, Oh, this and, all falls under the why we this is why we can't have nice things category of stuff. Yeah. Because you got these you know, scammers out there that are scum that basically they do the phishing attempt and they spoof everything. You click on the unsubscribe thing and you've got a virus. Or you've been backdoored or some horrible thing. And that's what people are being told. They said don't don't click that button because we don't know if that's real or if it's spoofed. And if it's spoofed, well, you just made more work for your IT people. You know, so not to mention what other other damage might be done. That's just my thought on it. Oh, agreed, agreed. Uh, that's, you know. that, that's why, in my personal opinion, a lot of these, quote, white-collar crimes they're not. They could be much more insidious than that. You comfy now? Oh. I keep putting on some weight. That wouldn't surprise me. Looks like you put on some weight there. I love you. Yeah, yeah, definitely getting to be a big kitty. Aww. How old is he now? How old are you? I know he's, he's like a year and a half old, I think. It only seemed like yesterday he was a little kitten running up on your Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have pictures of him when he was really small, when you know he would snuggle up with our older cat. Now you want you want a big cat. Saka is a big cat. Now he's not as big as some cats I've known. Um, a friend of mine from college. I was staying. Um, we were sharing an apartment in um, Pound Village, Philadelphia. And. He was watching his sister's cat. 
you know, brought me to, to it, to the um, apartment because of, you know, the sister was, was going on a trip and they want to make sure they had someone watching over the cat. It's like, okay, no problem. We can do that. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've had cats since I was young, you know, so it's like, oh, it's a cat. This cat was like, he was rotund. It was like, you could roll him. He was, was still round, you know? <laughs> so, no, that, that, that was a big cat. That was a big cat. But anyway, yeah, actually, at one point, what I really need to do is speaking. Is redo this website, <laughs> which is um, that's a be online set website. I, I I need to redo this one because this one is getting up getting up in age. It looks much better than it did, um, but and these headers are actually from um, uh, Marcus something. I forget his last name. Marcus did this really. You know, to help out, you know, to see how, you know, it says that dance begins and has different icon, you know, different calendars here. And some of these are pretty much are shared. Nice. Yeah. Got weasels. You know, smelling blood. <laughs> For the term, you know, and so forth. But you know, um, he he did a really nice job on on the headers, and I I like that. But I know mm -hmm. that I know this website has gotten is getting a little bit old, you know. And things I have to I should do like I'm not sure if you noticed this is pretty old version of 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 the Mac at at this point. You can tell by what's up here and. The um, the decor the window decoration here, you know, this one you can see is a little newer. The flat background, you know, flat window decoration here, and same here. How it's, you know, the 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 bar now is a single color. You know, it's not multicolor. So, and this is the the um. This is a that looks a lot like what the client is today. Some of it's changed. Some when it comes to FedCom. Um, I forget if this is still if this is the way it is, which has actions with movement, fire launch on systems. It's been a while since I looked at the the FedCom portion of the client, but I know like this stuff is still there. You know. I feel like it's another one of those things, one of those websites I really need to update because I already did. Like I have shown you guys before, which is this is the new Starfleet Warlord website, which is, you know, uses the that static static web generator um, to to generate. It looks quite nice. I got you know news portion here. Got. Got the games, which actually I have to update these. These are I should have updated these. Got got my downloads. You know, it's it's a very simple, but you know, overall nice. Um, you want to you can log into your account. I'm not about to log in, but you know, this this is the update. This I've updated Starfleet Warlord website. So and that's one thing that. As an uh, as a website owner, that you need to do every at least at the very latest every five years, you should be updating your website the way it looks. Some some people update it more often, like every two years. You know, the look and feel of the website. But of course, I'm a single person, and I don't think um, updating the website usually is the most critical part portion of actually running um, the website itself. There are more more important things to do. But, you know, this is a start. And this is hopefully, hopefully, you know, 
I can get this integrated. And what I want to do for this one is, is actually add, you know, if I can't do it so that it's dynamic to start with, where you actually, as you enter in like the, the orders, because actually, I think I do have, uh, let's see, do I have any? Yeah, here it is. Where you actually can enter in the moves here, and it can actually maybe have a button so I can take a confirm, you know, check the orders out. And so, I have, so you can actually verify the extra orders and verify the movement orders. Because currently it doesn't do either. You know, so I think it might be good just at the very least have that one basic thing, even if I can't do it more dynamically. And have it so that actually as it, it gets filled in, I then can run the validation, you know. So, you know, if I just, you know, have another column here, which is just, okay, is it valid or not? So, little things like that that um, I like to improve. And actually, there was a guy, um, John Stiff, who wanted to talk to me about about Starfleet Warlord, and, and I told him, like, hey, you know, sure, the only problem it, uh, you're going to have to do is actually gonna have to make an appointment, basically. I told him. Because the problem is, if you really want to make sure that I you, you catch me on the phone, you have to, we have to schedule a time when you want to call me. You know, because, yes, you, in theory, you could call me during the day, but most, I'm, I might be in a meeting. You know, my, my day job is going to be more important than Starfleet Warlord. Or if it's at night, depending upon the night, if it's a Wednesday night, you've got a one and you have a three out of four chance that I'll, I'll be available. But the other days, like any Friday night, forget it. I'm, I'm bowling. Thursday night, forget it. For the most part, because between me getting um, dinner ready and um, getting ready for the podcast and then doing the podcast, I'm not going to be available. You know things like that so it's like it's best if you could just okay that's the schedule time so you we can talk and i'd be happy to, to discuss anything you want you know so that is that is what it is anyway that i think i'm gonna wrap it up for this evening we got to talk about the, the website the update the websites that we have you know obviously the Starfleet World is up to date, and just a quick mention of SOP Online um, on that. So, Doug, it's always a pleasure to have you around. Can I, can I, can I plug? By all means, plug away. Can I plug real quick? Plug away. Uh, gamers of Winter, two months. You know, if you're going to GM, give me a schedule. Also, um, I was thinking, and I just want to throw this idea at you. Um, think about it. Let me know sometime between now and next week, uh, or next week. Um, and then about what about doing just a meetup as well, like Starkly Battles Corner meetup thing, Starkly Universe meetup thing, as mm -hmm. well as other scheduled events. You know, something like that. Something more social that you don't have every day. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a happy new year and all that stuff. And feel free to pop down anytime. Give okay. me a holler. Let me know you're coming by. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll do. We'll do. I'll, I'll give you a heads up before I come down. Taking a look at it. All right. Okay. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Okay. So, had a nice little discussion there about some topic I had not expected to talk about. Which is obviously the uh, SFU on call website and, and updating to that. Um, hopefully, getting the online client so it's available on the, on the um, Steam Deck. You know, obviously, at the moment, you can install it via either if you have Windows, you can install it there. In theory, since it's Linux, you should be able to install using the regular installer. But from the sounds of Gary, it's more difficult. And if I could actually have it so it's available as a flat pack, and hopefully I'm, that people can either grab it from my website or install it from the App Store, which is 
best best possible if I can do it actually through the website uh, do the through the app store that'd be great um so it'd be you know having it available on on the steam deck would be nice you know I understand that you probably won't be able to use the the joysticks because I actually looked at that a little bit and it doesn't look like the joysticks are available in Java you know it's something that sounds like you might have to I might have to do it like in unity or some other engine like that that actually recognizes the controllers so anyway so with that i am paul franz and i bid you a good night